Welcome to Close It Now, an HVAC sales training podcast with Sam Wakefield. Here, we'll build your reputation in residential HVAC sales to be the expert influencer in your market. You'll get insight into the top minds in the industry as they share their skills and hacks to help you on your journey. This podcast isn't just about selling more. It's about understanding your customers' needs and building efficiencies behind the scenes so you can sell more but work less while being top of mind when people think HVAC. Now, let's get started with your host of the Close It Now podcast. This is Sam Wakefield. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Close It Now podcast, your source for HVAC and solar sales training. My name is Sam Wakefield, and I am very honored, privileged, and excited to introduce this gentleman that is joining me today. You know, when you, I I heard something a long time ago that has been one of my guiding, uh, guiding compasses for a long time is your network is your net worth. And I'm going to say that again and write this down. This is really important. Your network is your net worth. And if you've been a listener of this podcast for a little bit, you've recently, I did a series on, it was a two-part series on four ways to generate free leads. And as we know in our industry, there are some times of the year when it is slow and we're not getting leads from the company and we wonder what in the world do we do? Well, today I'm bringing you the expert in how to generate your own self-generated leads. And he is somebody that I've actually known for, oh my gosh, he was one of the very first people I ever met when I moved to Austin, Texas, probably eight years ago. And I met him at a networking group. And turns out every single networking group I went to, this guy just happened to be there. I was like, wait a minute, here he is again, here he is again. And he just seemed like he was everywhere. The cool part and some of the ninja tricks he's going to share with us today is it's way less work than it seems, but you can make a big splash if you do this properly. So I'm super excited to introduce our guest today. We're here to, uh, first of all, to promote his new book, which you can get called Play the Room, The Short Guide to Networking. And uh, his name is Dagan Martinez Vargas. Welcome to the show today, Dagan. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Give us this highlight reel, man. Where did you come from? Where did you start? And how in the world did you find networking as a source for business? Yeah, so it started uh, shortly when I was graduating from college. Uh, I got picked up to work for the beer and liquor industry and worked for 10 years working for huge brands, global brands, and they basically paid me to network five Mm -hmm. nights a week. I was uh, in mostly downtown Austin area and I was, but I wasn't just doing like your late night bars. I was doing happy hour events, galas, uh, golf courses and Mm -hmm. fundraisers, uh, events at hotels, festivals, all kinds of different things and helping promote our products in those events. Mm -hmm. But in the end, I was constantly going into rooms and groups of people where 
I had to navigate the room and read the room and play the room and, and, and do all the things on how to move around a room and make things happen. Mm-hmm. And then I later, years later, I worked in the downtown tech scene for a while and I basically had to do the same thing where mm-hmm. I had to become ingrained in the tech scene and do it in a relatively short no- amount of time. And I was able to do that in less than two years knowing everywhere of where to go, who to meet, who are all the key players, how to get on local news, magazines, uh, uh, local uh, uh, radio station. I've been on national Mm -hmm. radio station. Uh, I learned uh, how to get up, how to actually get into the, uh, what they call the South by Southwest Accelerator stage, uh, South by Southwest Festival. That's the same stage that Twitter and companies like Foursquare and and, and uh, plenty of other uh, companies we've known in the in the over the years have mm-hmm. also pitched on stage in front of right yeah that's where they kind of launched from right yeah they they launched there and, and get incubated by bigger companies and and I helped present on stage I even uh got to the applied with Shark Tank helped a company apply it through Shark Tank and helped get them to the top 100 uh mm-hmm. where out of the thousands that apply, the top 100, when they, they call you, you're packing your bags and, and going to be part of the top, I think, 30 that go out right. to Cali to be on the show, um, which mm-hmm. was huge. And and the only reason we didn't make it is because we had just launched. So we didn't have any revenue or users yet. And, you know, that's kind of important to have for the show. Sure. <laughs> but, <laughs> Track record. Uh, then I... Then, then I moved. I wanted to run my own business and do my own thing and got into insurance of all things because I was doing uh, critical illness stuff. So cancer, heart accident, disability, mm-hmm. life, all the major things that can make a small business go bankrupt. Mm-hmm. I've been helping businesses for so long that I realized this was a good way to use my biology degree without having to wear scrubs and go working in a hospital. So <laughs> sure. I, I worked out really well for doing that. And then I started networking, but a different type of networking, networking with like-minded peers that also are small business owners and Mm -hmm. got fully ingrained into that and took over the entire central Texas scene pretty quickly. Right. People were like, how are you doing I can absolutely attest to that for sure. (laughs) It's like everywhere I go, it's like, there's Dagan here, there's Dagan. Yes. And they were wondering how I was able to do that and do it fast to the point where some people within the first year, they thought I'd been doing this for years and and i i did but i was in a different uh genre and different type of of occupation but all that led me up to there and the the problem is most people are not taught how to network i mean they're we're we're not taught how to make us we're all taught how to sell if you're in hvac solar or any occupation you're taught constantly how to sell but you're not which which, if we're going to use baseball as an analogy we, Absolutely. We're taught how to go from how to sit down with a client at first base and try mm-hmm. to make it all the way home to a closed deal. But almost none of us are taught how to actually practice hitting the ball at home plate to get to first place. And that's because right. that's your your marketing. That's how you get out and get known. And so that's where networking comes in. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. It's beautiful. And, you know, I didn't know anything about networking when I moved to Austin. And I can absolutely just completely agree. I 
ingrained myself in a handful of groups. And at one point, right before COVID, I was, you know, leading three groups and co-chair of two others. And, you know, it was just, it, it's pays to know people, right? When you can be that resource of anybody that needs to get anything done and they come, people come to you to say, hey, who do you know? Um, that's pretty valuable, uh, valuable place to be, right? Yeah, because of course, not only are you trying to stir up referrals for your business, mm -hmm. but you're also getting uh, a Rolodex, for those that know mm -hmm. what a Rolodex is, you're getting a Rolodex, <laughs> a contact list in your phone of all these important people to share with your current mm -hmm. clients. In fact, mm -hmm. I've gotten people to become my clients because I gave them some referrals of people they needed and they weren't mm -hmm. even a client of mine. Sure. But then later when they actually needed something from me, mm -hmm. they came to me. So mm -hmm. it, it, when you're on the fence with a client or a potential client, that's where networking can come in because mm -hmm. you're helping them in that aspect. So yes, totally agree. Oh, love it. So tell us a little bit about um, kind of some, some basics because so, and I bring this up because I have a lot of coaching clients across the country and in Canada. And one right now specifically, I'm thinking of, he's in Canada and it's been a really slow year for those guys. And so he's an HVAC guy and I've been talking to him about like, go get in front of people. It's, there's power to be one in front of many. If you can talk to one person at a time, or if you can talk to 30 or 40 or 50 people at a time, where's the more leverage? But what happens is so many times sales guys are really great at the one-on-one -on -one conversation, but they get really scared and anxious when it comes to talking to a group. So give us a little bit of insight yeah. into some, some ninja tricks, like how do we overcome that? What, what is it really like in a networking group? Because most of the people listening have never been to one. So they don't even know, you know, what mm. to, what to look for. Yes, no, great question. There's, all types of networking events. And, and the first person, first thing I would ask uh, the HVAC guy in Canada is, would you like me to help you get 20 sales reps by the end of the month? Would you like 20 sales reps to come, you know, promote your business? Oh, and by the way, you're not gonna have to pay them. Uh, I'll, I'll take care of it. Uh, they would just, Absolutely, go, right? yeah, of course, <laughs> you know, they would jump to it. Well, that's what networking is. You're getting around a group of people that are an extension of your sales force. They're going out there and while they're not pitching you daily themselves, they're keeping an ear out for when people say, hey, I need an AC, my AC's out or it's, it's having issues or mm -hmm. oh, I wish my AC could keep up with this weather they automatically are able to talk about you. And so it's multiplying you times 10, 20, 30 people. And, and mm -hmm. you can't get any of that for free. I mean, most groups charge some kind of fee, but again, that's a marketing expense. So you can write that off. So I don't even count that sure. as you're, you're paying uh, for to be in the group. Mm -hmm. But the first thing and uh, someone needs to do when you're gonna get into a, a business I mean, into a networking group with your business is what value do you offer and what can you do for them? So, and where your product stands in that room. So for example, everyone needs their AC and heaters looked at. It's, it's a necessity. It's something right. they need. 
So if you're an HVAC person and you're not going to a networking group, I'm going to tell you right now, you're crazy because that's <laughs> 20 people to 30 people that will need your service in the next year or two. Maybe not them directly, but one of their neighbors or a family mm -hmm. member. It's just, it's just going to happen that they need it serviced or whatnot. And then that's not counting all their friends and family. So by going to a network group, you got to think most people, unlike you and me, we've networked. So we have a thick Rolodex of people, but most people don't know a plumber, electrician, mm -hmm. a solar guy, uh, an HVAC guy. Most, I'd say over 90% of people don't have that in their back pocket. So mm -hmm. you become that person that telling the other people that you're networking with. Now, something like solar is considered more of a luxury item. It's, you know, you 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 can you can mm -hmm. survive without solar. You really can't survive without heater or AC or right. electricity or your plumbing. So you have to come in with somewhat of a different style than an HVAC. Mm -hmm. An HVAC person can go network and just like wave and say, hey, I'm an HVAC. You need me? I'm here. Boom. You know? Exactly. <laughs> solar, with solar, you have to be a little bit more. Just like with me, uh, I'm not doing just typical traditional uh, health insurance. My counterpart handles that. So with health insurance, everybody needs it. It's kind of required for a lot of people. I'm doing life insurance, disability, and all that. It's considered a luxury. It shouldn't be, but it's considered a luxury. So I have to go mm -hmm. in with a different aspect than the person that comes in with health insurance. But with mm -hmm. networking, it's go out and visit as many network groups as you can, just like you did. You go out and visit a bunch of networking groups and see which ones that you like and appeal to. All <laughs> networking groups are great and all of them are going to suck, just like lead, <laughs> buying leads. Uh, they're sure. they're going to have their bad and their good. Um, the important thing is what works for you. Now, <laughs> if you're a little more uncomfortable in one group than the other, that's generally a good thing, I always say, because if you're too comfortable, then it's... It, may not be the best group for you, but mm -hmm. you might find it comfortable for you because it's your, it's your persona, your inner voice that makes you feel like that's best. But the other group that you don't feel as comfortable in might be a much better group to send you referrals. So I say, be uncomfortable. It's okay. Go network. Everyone's uncomfortable. There's all types of groups. When you're at groups, ask them, what, is there another group you think I should go visit? You've got mm -hmm. your local chambers of commerce. Those are good groups. You've got big national organizations. Uh, BNI is the is the one of the largest. And uh, there's there's your one offs, the little small chapter groups. There's association groups and mm -hmm. uh, stuff like that. Or and then try to try to be a guest at maybe if you're in solar, try to be a guest at a all roofers group or a uh, sure. something in commercial or residential property, mm -hmm. a group, something like that. And these days it's so easy to find them. You just go to meetup, pretty much everyone's on meetup.com and they mm -hmm. put their group in there in some form of fashion. So you just type in, type in a couple of phrases. You only need to find one or two groups. People in that group will invite you to all the other groups in the surrounding area. But Love it. you should definitely go and check those types out. So when someone is looking for a group and they're investigating and, and visiting, uh, well, there's a couple of things I'd love you, for you to cover. One is 
you know, pros and cons, what are we looking for in a good group? And, you know, what are signs of a group that maybe is like a dying group? Cause we know those happen. And then after that, if you could talk about, you know, what the expectation is as far as like the elevator pitch and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. So one thing I, I mentioned um, a lot is if you, even the time of day will dictate the type of group it is. So in the morning, you're going to get a lot more groups that have brick and mortar. Someone like, let's say, a dentist or maybe a lawyer. They're going to be showing up to the early morning groups because they can't come during the day. They're working out of their brick and mortar. The people mm -hmm. that come to maybe uh, at lunch would be someone who can get out of the office, like a chiropractor, acupuncturist, uh, electrician, uh, painter. Uh, people like that. And then later in the day, you've got another de different demographic. You got to think if you're going to a happy hour event, it might be harder to meet with people who uh, you target who are families because they got to go pick up their kids at school or take them to events. Um, if, if it's a pretty much a very successful uh, company or, or business owner, generally they're not trying to go out at happy hour. They're making six figures they're doing very well, unless there's something to really gravitate them to a happy hour meeting. It's just not really for them. Now, mm -hmm. most people in HVAC and solar, this is the two biggest mistakes they all make. They go, they visit a group for a month or two, say hello to everyone, be super nice and happy, and then they disappear forever. Yep. And not saying anyone on this call will do that, but the thing you got to think about is when you're going to go network, realize that your predecessors did that. <laughs> so when you go join almost any network, every network I've ever been to has HVAC people and uh, solar people that show up and then disappear. And generally it's because y'all the jobs can be seasonal. You're, you might be slow a little during the fall or spring, and then you get swamped during Chris, uh, the, the cold and the, the heat season. So you, you do do that, but, I, I would say go to those groups and then make it a task. You put it on your calendar that you will mm -hmm. show up at least sometimes during the high seasons, because right. usually the groups meet at breakfast and they meet at lunch. You do have to eat. Yes. You lose. So you lose some time with driving, but that's what you do because these are mm -hmm. people that are bringing you referrals for when it is slow. If you're only marketing yourself when you're slow, you're you're just always playing catch up. When you market yourself when you're busy, you're 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 helping fill the pipeline for when things get slow. You can mm -hmm. sit there and get with your clients and say, "Hey, uh, if your AC is fine, why don't we schedule, you know, me to come check it out, like when the mm -hmm. weather gets a little better in October." And right. so you can start filling up your calendar for down the road. Mm -hmm. Love that's it, one of my biggest that, ones. Yeah, that that's huge. I 100% agree. And, you know, it's just like any other marketing. We have to think of it like that is it's a 90 day cycle. You know, the the businesses that uh, are right now, it got slow. So, hey, let's dump extra dollars in right now. That's not going to make any difference right now. We're slow right now because you didn't dump dollars in 90 days ago. If you're dumping a ton of money in right now, that means and so this is this episode is going to release some probably mid-September for everybody listening of 2023. 
if you're dumping dollars in right now in September, watch out. Your December is going to be awesome, but it's not going to help you today. So it's digging the well before you need it, right? That's the classic term. So so tell us a little bit about yeah. um, when somebody goes, what to expect? Because a lot of people have, have never been to a networking group. And it, it was the same thing for me when I very first went to one and I showed up and everybody's like, okay, it's your turn. And I'm like, my turn for what? What, what, I, what do I say? What do, you, what do you want me to say? And so give us a, some, because there's good and bad ways to do that. Give us a little bit about, uh, about what that means. Yeah, so generally they're going to give you anywhere from 20 to 45 seconds to say something about yourself and what you do and what makes you special and anything along those lines they'll they'll just get you to say something now the the thing is when you go to a group you're not the only one talking let's say there's 15 other people in the room and uh sam's sitting in there in the room just met you well everyone in round goes around the room and says something now this is the biology in me from my years in college the the brain can't hold all the information that everyone's going to say going around the room. So you have to make sure to say something that's very practical and very top level. I always say, pretend you're talking to a room full of teenagers, not, not your teenagers, like the ones mm-hmm. in your house. That's a different, that's a different tone. <laughs> <laughs> but how you would talk if you were showing up to a high school or college and they were asking you to speak on what you do. You have to be very top level so that the brain can hold all that information by the time it gets around the room. So that's the first thing, is figure out what the heck you're going to say. And it doesn't matter how long they give you. Just plan for 20 seconds. If they give you 45, don't take 45. Just take your 20. You say who you are. I usually tell people, say who you are at the very end. Because until you provide value, your name is irrelevant. So say what you do. And provide the value. If you're going up there and saying, uh, let's go with HVAC, and you're saying, hey, you know, it's summertime, your you know, AC is going to be out, uh, you, you're going to need blah, blah, blah. You know, this is what we do. And, you know, you use us because of this. And my name is so-and-so. That's great. But to take it up a notch is, did you provide us any value, any education? We already know our ACs might go out. Uh, it makes it a little easier because you are a necessity, but why, why you, why your company, mm-hmm. you're, you're number one in this, or you do this or whatever is your, your, why we should use you. That should be said. And then provide us with some value. Say, Hey guys, do you ever notice that when your air turns on, it seems to take about 20, 30 seconds until the air is actually starts coming out cold. Well, now it's like two minutes. That's a tail sign that blah, blah, blah. And by the way, I just completely made that up. Sure. But no, that's perfect. That, that's, that's what you do. You sit there and say, educate me on the signs to look for. If I know the signs to look for and I can call you out quicker, that means I'm going to save money. So you, sh- you say, you know, hey, you know, as y'all know, I'm with HVAC and blah, blah, blah. Provide the education. Then you say, why you? out of all the other HVAC people, why should I call you? And then finish by saying who y'all are. I'm Dagan with ABC HVAC and leave it at that. 
I always say put your name at the end because until you show the value, if you've been to enough networking events like Sam and I, you'd say your name, who you are, the brain's like, yeah, whatever. Okay, I'm listening. And then you provide all this value and they're like, oh, damn, yes, I want to call this guy. And it's the first thing you see people doing in the room. What what was the guy's, what, what was his name? What was it? Oh, I didn't, I didn't catch his name either. I forgot it. Because yeah. the brain said, oh, name's not important. Wow, that was great content. So say the great content first so that you, the brain gets pulled into the conversation and then say mm-hmm. your name and who you are. You can say your name at the beginning and at the end. Some people do that. If you've only got 20 mm-hmm. seconds, I always say that's kind of a waste uh, and you're mm-hmm. being repetitive. Uh, sure. They will come up to you and ask you your name or who you were. So mm-hmm. sometimes I don't even say my name. It says it on my name tag. And the person, like if Sam was the host, he said, and Dagan, you're up next. He just said my name. Why do I need to stand up and say, hi, my name is Dagan. <laughs> I just wasted a few seconds saying yeah. my name again. Efficiency. And I said my name twice with no, val- with no value. So uh, that that's a, a, a good way to think of, of that. And then mm-hmm. the other part is if you're going into a room, a networking room of any kind, the reason the book the book I just wrote is called Play the Room is because it's you you have to know who you are looking for. So who are your best referral partners or who are your best customers? Mm-hmm. So for solar, who are the best three people to send uh, you a, re- a referral? Uh, who's the, who's the best three referral partners? I'm guessing roofers, right? Sam? Roofers, uh, you typically other trades like roofers. You've got uh, plumbers, electricians, especially electricians. People get it's electricity. Okay. They get asked a lot. So, yeah, and then oh, done. There's other, his three. Uh, yeah, I mean, there you go. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't even no. Don't even worry about anyone else. Just focus on those three. If you're in solar, when you walk in a room, and if I walked up to uh, Bob first and he says what he does and I'm like hey Bob that's awesome uh I'm in solar and I'm looking for a uh electrician is there any electricians in this group he's like oh yeah you know John over there he's an electrician I'm like cool and then you know don't be rude to Bob and just walk away from him and say yeah it's a, what do you do cool uh I'm gonna do you mind if I go meet the electrician because I I that that was my goal coming here and so you target the three referral partners that are your best referral partners. Mm-hmm. And then it, you also might know who your top client is so that mm-hmm. you can tell those people who your top client is. It's, it's your, basically your avatar. Who's the best person for you. Right. Um, so that helps too. Who who's liking mm-hmm. it. Tell us a little bit more about the book. We're talking about play in the room. We're talking about, you know, finding yeah. one, our key referral partners also knowing being able to communicate to those referral partners who our perfect avatar is. Is there an exercise that you can take just super quick that you take people through? Because uh, a lot of people don't know who their key avatar is, who their demographic is. Uh, just a quick exercise to take people through to help kind of define that. Yeah. So generally speaking, the fastest way to figure out your avatar is who is going, who, who currently brings you the most business? Who reaches out to you the most? And sometimes people are like, yeah, it's all over the board. I will tell them all the time, no, it's not. You, you just right. think it is because you haven't looked. Um, is it a certain, is it male or female? 
Is it a certain age bracket? Is it a new homeowner or uh, someone who's had a home for a long time? Is it a certain uh, uh, um, occupation they have? Is it a mm-hmm. is it a certain amount of income they bring in? Is it a family or is it more of an individual? Is it residential, mm-hmm. commercial? Uh, there's all these types of things that if I go looking through the last 15 customers you've had, I will find a trend every mm-hmm. time. And that's not that's not statistics I'm saying. That's coming to you from all the best marketing and sales people that are out in in America that are are doing uh, huge coaching and and uh, a lot of books. They will tell mm-hmm. you there's always a trend you can find. And in the alcohol industry, we always knew there was a trend. Every trend we there's times I know a little bit about you just by what you order at the bar. Because depending on that drink that you ordered at the bar will tell me certain things about you because that brand targets certain types of people. And I already Mm -hmm. know who they target. And so by knowing that, I can know things about you before I even come up and talk to you. Wow. So that's brilliant. That's one of the things. Uh, uh, Another thing I wanted to say earlier that just came to mind that I I couldn't remember Mm -hmm. was the number one thing that uh, solar can do is tell them what's the catch. Because the the number one thing I get when people are coming to my home that are in solar or whatnot, they're always like, everything's kosher. Everything's great. It's a miracle. I'm saving the day. Every product, everything you do has a catch of some sort. And so when Mm -hmm. you're out networking, you need to let this extension of your sales force, the people that you're working with, know what's the catch. And the reason why is because that is not the person you want to be referred to. So if it's like, well, they have to be able to do financing, which means they have to at least have a bank that they work through. There's plenty of people that right these days aren't really using their checking accounts uh, Mm -hmm. or savings accounts. They're using debit cards and cash and whatnot. Uh, is it a certain, who, who is not the great person to, to deal with? Who, what's the catch that's not going to make it great? Right. And, and, and if there is a catch, what's the answer? You, you're probably mm-hmm. going to have an answer, especially in solar. Solar people, what I love is they got an <laughs> answer for everything. And uh, I love it. I, I always tell people, if you work for solar, I will hire you tomorrow because mm-hmm. you're, you're trained just like insurance people. You've got an answer for everything. So I love it. But that's what you need to look for. Who is the your current clientele? And then second, uh, who do you want to be your current clientele? There's a lot of people taking on clients that they really don't want to mess with. And they would like to deal with this type of clients. So if you're going to a networking group, start talking about the clients that you actually do want. Maybe not Mm -hmm. talking about the clients you do currently have. So that is one uh, uh, caveat that you might want to look at doing. Mm -hmm. But generally, it's what are you looking for? Now, of course, if you're in HVAC and you say, or or solar, or any of the trade services, and you're like, well, anyone that owns their own home, that's a a (laughs) terrible answer. Do you know why? It's because we already know you. that's what your number one goal is. You did not provide any extra value. I say, 
Oh, you're a roofer. You like people that own houses. What do you, uh, who are you looking for? You know, I said that all in my head. And then you sit there and go, anyone that owns their own home. Yeah, yeah, I, I got that. That's not what I asked. Like, I, mm-hmm. I didn't need to know that. If, if I'm older than like third grade, I know that. So <laughs> what, who is that person that owns their own house? And what is it they're looking for? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's the person. And of course, roofers want to also know plumbers and electricians. Mm-hmm. So that's your target. And when, you, when you're visiting a networking group, I'm an insurance uh, maybe I'm not your best referral partner. So ask me, hey, Dagan, uh, do you know any plumbers and electricians? Which I do. I know plenty. They say, cool. Love to meet with them. I'd love to talk to you and sit down with you and get to know you and, and let you know my business and why I'm a great roofer or trades person. So that I want to introduce you. I'm not going to introduce you just because I met you at a place. I need to get to know you a little bit. So you need right. to schedule those uh, what we what, what's called one-to-ones meetings where you sit down with mm-hmm. someone. The biggest issue people do is they go to a network group, they collect some cards, they they talk about what they do, they walk away, and they're like, yeah, nothing happened. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> You got to connect with those people you wanted to meet. You got to connect with uh-huh. them on LinkedIn. If you own your own business or you promote your own name, you should have a LinkedIn account. I don't care if you like it or not, you should have a LinkedIn account. Right. And when you're uh, you connect with them there, you connect with them on email and you try to set up at least a phone call or a Zoom, if not mm-hmm. an in-person meeting to get to know that person, because that person might send you referrals. I mm-hmm. don't think I've ever sent a referral to someone I did not at least sit down with and get to know for a little bit, because right. in this day and age, if let's say Bob posts on Facebook, hey, uh, I'm having some AC problems. Uh, who should I meet up with? Or I'm I'm looking for some solar. Who should I meet with? Yeah, uh, I got a guy named Sam. Cool. Usually, what they're going to do is they're going to follow up. Why him? Or did you did did he do solar on your house? Uh, no. Okay. Why him? Um, because I, I met him in a network group. You know, <laughs> that's not going to do it. In this There's day no and age, if you notice. Yeah, there's no value. People are are pushing on Facebook and there's like five, six people. Hey, you use this guy because blah, 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 blah. He use this guy because he does this. Use her because she does this. Like they, they give more feedback. So until you actually get to know the person, uh, which means you have to go to the network group for a while, that's what you need to do or do a one-to-one sit down with that person right. so that you can promote them and they can promote you. Right. 100% going, agree. Just showing up to a network. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just showing up to a network group is only 50% of the battle. <laughs> oh, you got it. I remember when I first started going to, before I learned this, I was going to all these groups and I was collecting all these business cards and then my, I didn't really know what to do with them. So I ended up just carrying around like this gallon Ziploc that all these business cards got dumped into. And my wife finally was, she was laughing one day. She's like, throw that out. It's just trash. You're collecting trash. If you're not going to actually sit down and call every single one of them and schedule a time to meet with them to get to know them, it's trash. <laughs> I was like, oh, you know what? You're right. And so, I, yeah, you absolutely start, you know, don't take every single business card. Don't be a business card ninja and just, you know, blanket everybody with your business cards like they're ninja stars. Um, co- connect with intentionality and with purpose. And when once you start doing that, 
and uh, create meaningful conversations, even if that means you only get to talk to five out of 30 people for the day, but they're meaningful conversations and you've created a connection and set a time with, that is better than just going through and shaking every hand and not remembering a single name. Uh, so definitely, uh, definitely tips for everybody out there. But take us through a little yeah. bit of a uh, little bit more about the book, man. Tell us uh, why what inspired you to write the book, because uh, let, let's promote that a little bit. What inspired you to write it, and what can we expect to uh, to find in there that will you know will help everybody? Yeah. So I did so many like sit downs with people that they started asking me after we talked about what each other did, they would ask me, well, you know, as you know, I'm not the best at my pitch or I'm not the best at brand, or I don't feel like I'm connecting. Uh, you seem to do very well at it. What do you think? And I would then open up and say, well, yeah, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> this is, <laughs> this is what you're doing wrong, but, but it's sure. not your fault. That's just what, you know, no one has shown you how to do it. And so then I would help them out with it. Well, then, when they meet other people that aren't doing that great at networking, they'd say, oh, you should go sit down with Dagan. And so I was constantly sitting down with people and helping them through their whole process. And they're like, man, you should do this full time. And I said, well, I, I used to do this in branding back in the day in the tech and the, and the uh, alcohol world. I was like, but I'm not trying to do that now that I'm, I'm in insurance. That, that's yeah. what I'm looking to do uh, until retirement. But I, but I help people in, in doing it also because, I don't want to hear if you come to my network groups, I don't want to hear your terrible pitch every week because then <laughs> not only do I feel bad, but I'm having to listen to it and I don't want to listen to it. So I want to help you. So, so your book is I a little self-serving too. <laughs> yeah. So I started helping everyone that everyone kept saying like literally almost once a week, I would get someone say, you should write a book. And so I said, fine. And I basically record myself and I would start talking to people. And there was the whole script of everything I was saying. So it took me only like two weeks to three weeks to write the whole book because I had already done the book conversation 50 times, 100 mm -hmm. times probably. So uh, mm -hmm. that's that's what got me to, to write it. And then my buddy wrote a sales book. And so when his came out, I was like, okay, I definitely need to write my book. He just wrote his sales book. I need to write my mm -hmm. network marketing group. So yeah. Uh, so that, yeah, that's what I did. And uh of of course, it's also a glorified business card, so it's it's good to drum mm -hmm. up business. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's got that added added value. Sure, um, yeah, absolutely. And now and now, when so, people want to do a sit down with me, I just go, "Hey, here's my here. Why don't you buy this book? It'll give you everything you need to know. And then if you want to talk more about how to use all that information you got and 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 tailor it." a lot to just you mean you can then talk but mm -hmm. i i'm not i can't go over this conversation another time <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah a little self-serving too <laughs> i love it I love, well and it's beautiful and that's how um that, that's how different things like come about that's literally how my business came about because you know i i started this company because i sent a couple people off of my sales team back when i was with the company here in austin years ago as a sales manager and sent a couple of people to a training that I had taken like 10 years before that. And they came back with the exact same slide deck. They didn't change a thing in 10 years. I'm like, throw that in the trash. I'll teach you everything you need to know. And I was like, okay, well, I keep saying the same training to my people. I should just mm -hmm. document it. 
right? <laughs> and so that's what started the podcast and the training. Exactly. I love it, man. And, and the, uh, so many people in trades are also introverts, and mm -hmm. that's okay. Most people that go to a networking group are introverts. So don't use that as an excuse. Uh, mm -hmm. the, the majority of them are, uh, and, and that's okay. And you can be an introvert. You're not, you're not going up in front of the room and having to do a juggling routine uh, while balancing on a ball. You're, you're just, mm -hmm. you're walking into a room of like-minded peers and, and talking to them and getting to know their business and they're getting to know you. So it's okay if you don't like, if that's not your thing, it doesn't need to be. It, it's mostly not a thing. There's, and there's people you'll notice when you go to networking where English is not their first language. So mm -hmm. everyone can do it. Yeah. I always like to say, if someone can do it, who's not even from this country and it's not even their first language, other, other of us have no excuse. <laughs> right. There's no reason. Yeah. Yeah. And I thank yeah. you for saying that because that's one of the biggest things I get. And for whatever reason, the, especially the salespeople I talk to, they're so, they're so seemingly so interactive and so good with people and charismatic and all of these things, or they're not, but most of them are, especially the top performers. Most of the people that listen to this podcast are the, the top half of the industry. And so they are already into personal growth and working on themselves and growing themselves. But this one piece is like the Achilles heel for most people. It's like they're so scared to step in front of that room because they're, they're scared of something new. They're scared to grow. They're scared of failure. What if I don't sound, you know, what if I stumble in my words? So thank you for saying that because it's really uh, encouraging to know that, you know, not everybody is an expert, right? Every master was once a disaster. <laughs> yeah. And, and the key, one key thing is to uh, practice your pitch, work on what you're going to say, write it down, and then just memorize it. And the easiest way to memorize it is to memorize it only when you're doing other things. So multitask. So when you're mm -hmm. driving down the highway, go over your pitch. If you're at the park sitting on the bench while your kids are playing, do it there while you're watching them. Do it while you're doing something else and mm -hmm. it'll get ingrained in your head and it won't seem cheesy. It'll be authentic because you've given it everything. So when I'm doing my pitch, that's what's going on. I've repeated it a hundred times. Maybe I'm in the shower. Maybe I'm eating dinner. Maybe I'm playing with the dog, whatever. I'm, I've practiced it enough times so that it's not so nervous. And if you stand up in the room, they're not going to make you walk to the front of a room, by the way, and, and go in front of a podium and, and talk. You just stand up from your chair. Sometimes you don't even have to, most, a lot of, a lot of groups, they don't, they don't even make you stand up. And that's an option. So you can literally sit down at the table you're at and mm -hmm. introduce yourself to the room. So it's it's not it, it's it's perfect for introverts uh, mm -hmm. or extroverts. Uh, but the the key thing is practice, practice, practice your pitch. Like mm -hmm. I said, if you're not practicing your pitch, you're basically giving twenty to thirty seconds to get everyone to get excited or to like what you do and to refer you. Why are you practicing every day on how to sell a client, but you're not practicing how to pitch yourself to get in front of that client? It, it, 
it baffles me how people will do that. They'll stand up and you'll sit there and go, uh, well, so uh, I own an HVAC company and, uh, oh, my name's John, by the way. Uh, we we kind of oversee this whole area. We don't do that area over there, but we, we do this. And um, I did, did you, you sound oh, like it's your first day. That's like, gross. Why, that makes me want to vomit. <laughs> yeah. I have a six-figure client that needs an HVAC guy. I need to send him to someone who knows what the hell they're doing. I can't, it it, it baffles me that people have five, six, ten years of experience, yet they stand up and and they don't even know how to talk about their own business for 15 seconds without sounding like it's their first day working. I I can't send my client to you. Now, whether I consciously or subconsciously think of that, uh, that that happens, and there's people like, oh yeah, I that that he doesn't. I mean, he he's too young or he's too new. I, I'm not going to send it to that guy. While well, you got the other guy, it's like, hey, this is us. We're, we do this. Um, we cover this territory. We're fantastic because of that. We've been doing this for this many years, you know. And uh, um, you know, don't get left out in the cold. Use right. me because we're bold. You know, make sure to hit, make sure hit our Google reviews. I support everything I'm saying. Yeah. And then and then uh, th- that person's like, OK, I feel comfortable sending him to him. Remember, people buy from who they know, like and trust, not mm-hmm. all these facts and figures and things you do. So so practice what you're going to say, say in front of your spouse, say in front of your kids and they go, dad, mm-hmm. dad's dumb. You know, you're like, cool, that worked. You know, <laughs> that's what kids are. So practice and so that when you go in, you do it. So in my case, if someone mm-hmm. walks up to me in a room and says, what do you do? I say, uh, I help people from drowning in debt due to me- medical catastrophes. Mm-hmm. I say that every time. If I run into you into a room, I'm going to say that. I don't care if you're mm-hmm. Jennifer Lopez or the Pope or you're Sam. I'm going to say the exact same line every time. Yep. I keep people from drowning in debt due to medical catastrophes. I know mm-hmm. what they're going to say. That doesn't really say much unless they see my my name tag that might say insurance or something like that. And then they say, well, and how do you do that? That's called engagement. I just got That's them the, the question. question. What mm-hmm. I did. And then we start the dialogue. I already know the second question, the second thing I'm going to say. Oh, I help them like, you know, if you, what are you, I go, Sam, what are you? You're in solar. Okay. So mm-hmm. imagine if you got diagnosed with cancer, heart accidents, uh, or someone passed away in your household. Would that affect your income? Okay. I give you a bunch of money so that you can keep all your bills up to date and you don't go bankrupt. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, you like insurance. And I go, yeah. It, in the scheme of things, insurance is a very broad category. I'm a very specific type of insurance. But I already know three sentences in that that's the first time the word insurance is going to be spoken. If I just walk up mm-hmm. and say, hey, Sam, what's up? What do you do? Oh, I sell insurance. Okay. okay. <laughs> cool. And now so it's does awkward. everybody Where else. Do we go with that. <laughs> right. Yeah. And they're going to go, what type of insurance? And they're like, I'm already bored. He said insurance, you know? Mm-hmm. So it, it's, I know exactly what I'm going to say. And then when I stand up, I know exactly what I'm going to say. And I've repeated it in my head a hundred times so that it's authentic. It's me. It's me saying it. Even if it's rehearsed, it's me. If you're just winging it, that's not good. You don't wing your business. If, if if you go in front of a client, why are you going to wing your what you're going to say to a bunch of us that are going to talk about your business down the road? Right. And people will say to me, 
Well, I kind of just wing it because I'm more comfortable doing that and I get good business. Now we say, well, have, have you ever compared it to if you did it the right way? Like yeah. how much more it would be? And they're exactly. like, well, no, because I always wing it. And I was like, huh, mm-hmm. okay. So, and then I say, let me ask you this. I always use this excuse. I have a six-figure client I would like to send you, but there's certain things I want you to do with him. And then he has some things that he would like to voice. Um, after I tell you what I would like you to do with him, are you just going to go ahead and wing it? And then, hmm. and then when you're talking with him, are you just going to wing it with him? Because if, if so, consciously or subconsciously, I may want to just go ahead and send him to someone else who's not right. going to wing it and who's professional. Because mm-hmm. my six-figure client wants someone who's professional. And I've said that 100%. to people in a nice way. Mm-hmm. And it, right. Like, yeah, I get your point, Dagan. I'll stop winging it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, I, I hear the same thing, especially with... I don't say that to random clients. strangers. I say it to people I know. <laughs> right, of course. But it's the same thing. I mean, the same thing in sales. We all know, you know, I've had coaching clients that are, you know, selling a million or two million a year and like, well, I'm doing good. I'm like, yeah, but good's the enemy. Great. You're winging it. And the second we get an established system down with some scripting and they practice it, those numbers double to two or four million a year and their income doubles and goes from hundred to 300,000 a year, strictly in, in pocket income. And it's like, wait a minute, just by not wigging it and being intentional, we were able to double numbers. Wow. And this is a very exciting thing here. I, I love this conversation and it's, uh, it, it's effective. It's super powerful. So let's yeah. do this. It's about time to land this plane. Um, any other nuggets that you want to, uh, to land us with? And I've got a couple other specific questions for you. Um, I, I would say the first thing that helps people and it's the reason on the on the book it's it's set up with some chess pieces and mm-hmm. uh, it's a great easy read. It's not like chess, but I tell people all the time, uh, it's it's chess. It's not checkers. If you just go walk into a room and like I'm going to go here because I there's a dude over there that looks interesting to talk to, and then I'm going to just go over there and they're like oh oh wait someone's coming over here. That's just checkers. You're just just moving around the room and and just have no strategy. Everything I mentioned today is chess. It's about walking in, knowing who you want to look for, who you want to talk to, you know, go meet the, the, the host right away of who, who throws, who's, who's hosting the event. Say, Hey, who should I talk to? These are the three people I want to talk to. Who should I meet right mm-hmm. now? Uh, if, if you see social butterflies walking around, like someone like a, a me or Sam, then meet us because we know everyone. So we'll help you get to that stage, but it's, it's knowing uh, and, and knowing your avatar. And of course, knowing what you're going to say, all those things is having your chess strategy so that when you walk in and someone makes a move, you already know where you're going to go. And you're thinking five moves ahead. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's, that's the first thing I'd say. And second, go do everything. The biggest thing I, I hear is like, well, I'm thinking about going to this, um, uh, this uh, network group, but I only I heard it's only like eight or nine people. Well, uh, if one of them has a referral for you, is it worth it? Well, yes. Okay, mm-hmm. so you, you have a chance to talk to eight people and one can send you a referral, basically, you know, under 15, around 15% chance. One of them will send you a referral in the next month 
why is that not worth it? Exactly. And that's that's the minimum. And so mm-hmm. go to that one. And if they constantly have that and you go to some other events and they have 20 or 30, maybe those work better. But sometimes the bigger groups, there's so many people, it's hard to really get to know some of the people in the group, mm-hmm. that, which means it's harder for them to get to know you. Right. So it doesn't matter about attendance. I say it doesn't matter about time of day. It doesn't matter about anything. If you're saying, yeah, but, well, that's the voice in your head. I say go yeah. anyway, build your brand. You never know who knows who and who's going to give you a referral. Sometimes mm-hmm. those top three people that you want to, that send you the best referral might not be the best referral at first. Someone in there that sells Mary Kay products might t- introduce you to someone who needs this huge project. Her client is a multimillionaire who needs a really good roofer. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to get the business from her before you get from the others. You never know. If you start right. trying to guess, you're now listening to the voice in your head, which has no no true facts on it. So just go everywhere, visit everyone, and get to know them all. The referrals will come. I love it. I love it. That is super powerful uh, hints right there. I hope everybody has been taking notes. Uh, and it clearly, I mean, I've known Dagan for a long time, everybody, and he... So if you don't know, uh, in the type of insurance he does is 100% self-generated. It's not like he gets company leads. They're not sending him, you know, all of these different lead lists or people to talk to. And he's been a six-figure earner for years and years and years strictly on self-generated leads. And because um, I know a little bit about the industry, uh, to be a six-figure earner in an industry like that, everybody, that's a lot more sales than you have to do in solar or HVAC uh, because the commission structure, right? So he's doing a lot of business to get there. So what that means, everybody, is with some some action. And the cool part is being self-generated in our industry is we always, we know we get paid more on self-generated leads. They were now more valuable to the company because they're not spending marketing dollars. I don't know, everybody, if you knew this, the average customer acquisition in HVAC and solar is you, right now in most markets is floating between $800 and $1,000 a person just to get them to ring the phone. So for customer acquisition costs for a company, if you can save them that, hell yeah, they're going to pay you more in commission because now you're bringing in warm people who are your raving fans and want to do choose to do business with you because they know you like you and trust you. And then... Those are also the people who will refer you to others. So that's another conversation we can have at another time is how to how to ask for referrals from the business that we're already doing. But uh, so let's do this super quick. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, because this is a, a conversation I've been wanting to revisit with you anyway uh, for where I'm at with my business um, to become a client uh, with your uh, insurance. Uh, so we had talked a while back. So putting this out there to everybody, um, I will, I am and will be using Dagan for that as well. Tell us all the areas that you serve for that. And Dagan, and I can uh, absolutely stand behind Dagan and he, the way he takes care of people. How can they reach out to you uh, for that specifically? And then also tell everybody how and where they can connect with you and get a copy of the book. Yes, thank you. So uh, starting with the book first, because that's the easier one. Uh, sure. 
it's playtheroombook.com. That's the website set up. It has an Amazon link and uh, we're hoping that Audible will be out soon. But right now there's a Kindle and soft cover book. It's only 15 bucks. I should really be charging like $90 for all this wealth of information, but you know, probably Agreed. wouldn't sell that much then. So <laughs> it's about 15 bucks. Uh, easy to read. If you're in the Austin area, you can actually get a copy from me now. Uh, if you can catch where the different places I'm at, but, uh, that's, that's where you can get that on. Uh, now there, there's a, there's a section where you, we can connect where you can fill in your information. You can connect with me about the book or you can connect with me about insurance. But I do have another separate website for the insurance. It's chawlifeguard.com. It's called Chaw because it's cancer, heart, accident. Those are the three biggest reasons when someone comes to talk to me for life insurance, disability, or your critical illness type policies, which for a lot of people, they're like, what are those? The the biggest, most well-known company is Aflac. So think of those Aflac commercials with the duck. I represent them along with a bunch of other companies and help people with cancer, heart, and accident. And no matter when people come to me and I ask them, why did you reach out? It's usually someone in their sphere got hit with one of those three. So I use that to come up with a cool name, Cha, like Cha-Cha-Cha, made it seem (laughs) kind of more entertaining because of course my industry is not the happiest type of industry. So you can reach out to me there also. And of course, like I say, with all businesses, LinkedIn, but here's, here's a caveat. When you reach out to someone on LinkedIn or any social media or any email, always put down where you met them because we don't know. So either we'll decline it or we add you. And then later we're like, I don't even know how I know this guy. So it's like right. you hit, if you hit, you know, connect with Dagan on LinkedIn, which I, I think is the best way to connect with me is then put personalize the invite and say, Hey, Dagan. I saw you on this podcast and blah, 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 and go into it. It was good meeting you or good seeing you on there. Would love to connect. Do those things every time so that now it's not only time stamped for the individual you connect with, it's also time stamped for you. I had someone reach out to me a year later. And when I looked on LinkedIn, I saw in the messaging how we met each other. And I said, oh, yeah, I remember you. It was last time I saw you was one year ago at this Mexican restaurant at some networking event. And they're like, wow, Dagan, you have a great memory. And <laughs> I don't even know what to say because I don't want to correct them and say, no, actually, my memory probably sucks. I just saw this on LinkedIn. I'm just like, yeah, it's <laughs> great seeing you. What's up? And and they love it. And so it, it's it's a great way to do that for both people. So mm-hmm. LinkedIn or, or either one of the two websites is the best place. Love, and and yes. my LinkedIn, well, I'm the only Dagan Martinez Vargas uh, on yeah, probably that's, all of LinkedIn. That's D-A-G-A-N, everyone. D-A-G-A-N. Yeah, probably the only Dagan and one of the only Dagans that will pop up for a lot of people. But I'm nationwide, so I can service okay. uh, everywhere. Perfect. And I'm independent broker, so I help everyone of all types. Well, well, thank you for that, too. And, you know, with these industries, especially HVAC, you know, there's so many things that can happen. I mean, personal story, I have a really, really close friend that his wife, They've been married 15 years. His wife is like 41. And she spontaneously, I guess it wasn't spontaneously, but all of a sudden had um, a stroke about a month ago uh, from just some random blood clots that formed. And she's been fighting out of ICU. And, you know, that could happen to anybody, you know. And we're in the type of industry where 
you know, we're in attics, we're in a lot of places that accidents can happen. So it's, there's, I learned something years ago, there's no excuse to be underinsured. And so everybody listening, um, reach out to Dagan. You know, you, there's a lot of, you know, bad talk about insurance salespeople, right? It, there's all the jokes, all the things. Um, Dagan is actually somebody I trust. I've known him for a lot of years. So everybody that's listening, reach out to him because he can help you um, protect your family. You know, it, for most of us, if, if we were put out of commission, income stops immediately because it's so commission-based and directly related to our, our direct work. So um, everybody reach out. I, I he would is say definitely somebody worth talking to. I, I'd say the number one person that reached out to me is someone in the trades mm -hmm. because y'all yeah. are more susceptible because of your occupation. You're more susceptible to cancer, heart and accidents. And mm -hmm. I can give you $20,000 cash if that happens to you for the, for the monthly price of like Netflix. Right. right. And it doesn't matter so, your age. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so everybody, this was not a uh, podcast to, to promote that, but it is a high value service that if it's Dagan, if it's if it's somebody you know that you meet through your networking group, awesome. You know, just just look at protecting yourself and your family from you know from from those types of things. Uh, but, but so thanks for joining us today. Play the room, the short guide to networking. Um, this is a powerful book, everybody. Um, I I am going to be going through. Uh, the series still, and we're going to have tons of experts on the other ways to generate leads. But I mean, how cool would it be if you could have a team of, you know, 30, 40, 50, 80, 100 people, the more networking groups you go to, the more people you build on your team that for the cost of lunch, you now have a sales team that's going to talk about you every single day when they, you know, if you educate them properly, then they will talk about you and your how cool you are and your amazing business and how you can help whoever they're talking to. The average person knows 300 people, people that are intentional networkers, that number is more like a thousand. So if there's 30 people in the room and they're, we'll say below average networkers and call it 500 people, that's a lot of people that you are now connected with. So everyone think in those terms, it's leverage. Yes, you're selling to, you know, a little bit of, to the people in the room. More importantly, you're selling to their network. And that's how we want to think about it. So thanks for joining us today, Dagan. Uh, it's always a pleasure to visit with you, my friend. Um, everybody go buy the book. Uh, do it now. Go pre-order it. Uh, go buy the book. It is so high value. Play the room. It's a blue cover. It's got chess pieces on it. You are going to love it. Dagan Martinez Vargas. Thanks for joining us today, man. Everybody else, you go you. save the world. Yeah. Everybody else, you go out there, save the world one heat stroke at a time. Thanks for listening to Close It Now with Sam Wakefield. Subscribe to the podcast now so you're first to hear new episodes jam-packed with actionable tools and tips to make you the top HVAC professional in your market. If you have friends and colleagues who would like this show, share it with them and send them to our Facebook community for more in-depth discussion about the challenges we all face and how to overcome them on the Close It Now podcast.